Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Report this morning in The Athletic, uh, it's from Evan Drellick in The Athletic, says that David Rubenstein's purchase of the Orioles from John Angelos is likely to become official in April, a person briefed on the sale process told The Athletic. There's an outside chance the sale could be done in time for opening day on March 28th. It said only procedural hurdles remain rather than substantive issues. He says, quote, if we miss opening day, it's not for lack of trying, but it should be shortly thereafter. And, of course, Rubenstein becomes the control person once this is done. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, the more reporting on this, the better. We we would love to just make this officially official and start to be able to hear from these particulars because we've been given indications that people in this ownership group want to be forthcoming, yes. want to be at least fairly available, and want to start getting their message across as to their vision for this franchise. Um, short and long term, but obviously until everything is officially official, that's not going to happen. So we we want to get that ball rolling. Like, you know, having him sitting with us at Pickles. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Before first pitch. David Rubenstein, yeah. Would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and if it's not done by then, it's not done. But the bottom line is this this – is now further reporting indicating that this is far, you know, if, if we're going to use a football analogy, the ball's on the three-yard yeah, line. It's well inside the red It's going to be punched in well before Memorial Day. Let's put it that way. So in that case, that gives them plenty of time to put imprints on this product, on field and game day experience, mm-hmm. very much in real time this season. And And... If you're doing something like this and the timing works out this way, don't you think they're human beings? And I understand that some of these people are titans of business, so you try to strip your heart right out of it and you try to just be a cold-hearted, make cold-hearted calculated decisions, you know, based only on what the your, you know, your mind and the numbers tell you to do. But like they're about to we've heard different people talk about Rubenstein and and how much baseball's been a part of his life and playing Little League and him often bringing those things up. Like, actually getting to take over that team, mm-hmm. your childhood team, yes. coming off a 100-win season very early in the year with fan hype and and everyone in a fervor, I have to think that brings out a little something-something in them that makes them want to do something. Well, and I also like to remind you that he sp- that David Rubenstein spent more on the Magna Carta than John Angelo spent on any player while he owned the team officially. So, 
Yeah, I and this is a team he loves, and he's buying it in part because, well, a he can afford it, and b it's a passion project for him. Like, like he loves the Orioles. He wants to own the. He's wanted to own them for a long time, and now he's finally realizing that dream. But don't you think that this is even more different? Because like a lot of times these transactions happen like on a Tuesday afternoon in November at some league meeting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? At an owners meeting, that yeah. There's some media there, but like you're distance from the fans, right? The fans and the players aren't going to be congregating again for four months. Yeah. That's how it normally, it's going to happen in November, December. The fact that it it may happen right before the season or very early in the season and the players are here and the fans are here and 42,000 people were there for opening day and you're getting your fingerprints on it now. And let's face it, some of these Boros guys still might be out there. Like you, you can't tell me there wouldn't be a part of them. It says you kick in five million, you kick in five million, I kick in five million, he kicks in five million. That's Jordan Montgomery. I don't know that it works like that, but yeah, <laughs> like, uh, like, I, but like, you don't think they'd want to like, bam, let let's let's come in if it so happens that this is the timing of this. Let's come in and send a message. Let's send a message to Steinbrenner's kids who ain't who they think they are. Mm-hmm. Let's send a message to our fans. Let's send a message to that clubhouse. We're coming in and we're showing you there's new sheriffs in town because we can. Yeah, there's money there. They're no longer going through the couch cushions trying to uh, trying to, to to formulate money to or, or find money to buy players. I, I am interested to see how soon. We've talked about this before, the fact that we've seen proof of the Padres and the Dodgers, even before they officially became the owners, those teams operated like they had new ownership. And and with these guys sitting out there, I continue to be curious in seeing whether or not they bring somebody in to fortify this team. Yeah, I, I, I believe we're going to see tangible evidence of how they're going to operate well before the trade deadline. Like, if they take this thing over in April, you're going to have a hard time convincing me we're not really going to see them do anything, you know, significant to the on-field product until potentially, where's the deadline now? It's it's August 1st? It, it's the one deadline. It's the, yeah. It's, right. Yeah. Like, I, I have a but, hard time thinking that we're not going to see an extension or we're not going to see... Well, an extension I could see. Yeah, like, I've we're not going to see something that's jarring well before the deadline to affect your major league roster for this 2024 season. Yeah, I think as long as as long as nothing gets messed up here, I think Adley Rutschman gets extended at some point this season. Like to me, I'd be shocked like I'd be shocked if if he isn't. Like he's the one guy that's not a Boris guy. We know the sort of the parameters of this. He's the face of the franchise. I I think that gets done this year. We 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 believe a Mike Elias, don't we? He's he's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward when he says something that is, you know, could be fact checked. Yeah. So he's on the record as saying we don't want to go into details, but we we're monitoring our potential. There's a lot of guys here we'd like to sign, and we're in co- we're in constant conversations with them, and these dialogues go on many different ways, electronic phone calls, what have you. Sure. But we've kept tabs on those guys, and he's established that he's at least spoken to these new owners, that he's aware yes, of their existence. I asked him. Yes. So I'm saying, and and he could contact them if he needed yeah, to. Yes. So they would be apprised of. Every all of his notes mm-hmm. on any of these negotiations that have been going on for in some cases over twelve yes. months, 
they would be privy to. Sure. You think Michael Elias would want to get these guys done? Yes, I also Do think... Do you think he knows who's going to start signing his paychecks? I also think Michael Elias is incredibly deliberate. We've learned that. Well, this... He, that, this that, okay, they've been deliberate. Yeah, yeah, he's incredibly deliberate. Like, we've seen some teams extend two kids who've yes. barely been in the majors in their own organization. Yes. Let alone across the league. Yeah. So I'm just saying... These dudes would know exactly. They, they oh. could be as clued in as they want to be yes. on where things stand, what the magic numbers are, what would put this over the top. You know what? And and again, let's say that, let's say this happens in the next four weeks. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some body or bodies on the street still. Hey, who could help this baseball team? Even if it's not a big name, and it's one of the things we've been discussing. Adam Duvall yeah. or somebody like that. Adam du- Michael Lorenzen. Somebody that keeps Tyler Wells in the bullpen. Like, we feel like Tyler Wells is a bullpen arm. Keep Tyler Wells in the bullpen. Michael Lorenzen, come on down. Like, I- I'm not opposed to that. And again, I want to read this quote from the, uh, from the Athletic. Only procedural hurdles remain rather than substantive issues. Outside chance the sale could be done in time for opening day. If we miss opening day, it's not for lack of trying, but it should be shortly thereafter. I'm going to dream big on this one. I'm going to say that these guys understand what it means to seize the moment. They understand the financial payoffs of positive PR and and how giving people something tangible to sink their teeth in early is going to make them want to go into their wallets and support this in a different way like what are you thinking like I can't see them going like full what's the Phillies owner and signing like 300 million dollar deals all of a sudden I, I just can't see that I don't know I can't it's only money it is only money can't take it with you can leave it to people ah uh, yeah there is that option but I mean, who, who, if, what if who's to say they don't like? What if it's Cedric Mullins and Adley Rutschman? Well, that's that I'm talking about. When what I'm, if it's Sam Basayo and Adley Rutschman, and they go out and get a pitcher? Yeah, but the pitcher, I like. Me, I'm not saying all at the same time, but yeah. within within the first 30 days of them being in control. Let me clarify. I meant an outside guy for that kind of money. Like I could see a couple extensions. I could see that. Like I can't see them throwing two hundred million dollars at Blake Snell. I just I like I don't I mean, what about hey Mike Elias, here's a ten year blah 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 contract. You're our new president of baseball operations and you know, Sig, you're the new GM or Evie Rosen. What about something yeah. like that to start making sure these people have upward mobility and keeping them here? Yeah, and letting the public know their contracts. I just said yeah, ten yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, no, I was yeah because that's not the way they do business right now. We don't know how now. Uh, Michael Ives probably still wouldn't want people to know, but his new boss might say, "Yeah, we yeah. want him to know." Like you're not going anywhere. Everybody knows you're not going anywhere. It's okay yeah. if they want to start counting down the years. Like I'm talking stuff like that. Yeah, like now I, I'm with you. I, I like is I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm no, crazy. I, I, maybe I'm not. I'm I'm not opposed to that at all. By the way, one thing is for certain: this is getting real, and it's getting real fast. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting. Real. I can't wait till it's really real. Yeah, and it, that would be awesome if it's done by opening day, and he can like they can introduce him at opening day. That that would be some kind of moment at Camden Yards. Hey, coming up next, our Twib notes, and we focus on the Yankees, how they're doing so far in spring training. What do we think of this Yankees team? And they continue to flirt with Blake Snell with no progress. That's next here on the Fan Inside Access. 40 stolen bases at the minor league level last year. Chop.
off slowly up the first baseline and mishandled by Yinger, allowing Jones to reach. Swing and a miss. Dials up the fastball. Third strikeout for Rodon. Yeah, I think we got good energy in this clubhouse right now. We're excited about the guys we got. You know, in trade, sign, you know, you bring in a guy like Soto, Verdugo, Grisham, and you sign Marcus Stroman, who's going to bring his energy and, you know, be one of the best pitchers in the game. And it's, uh, we're all excited. We're all excited. We're ready to get rolling. Some highlights courtesy of Yes Network. Spencer Jones hit a 470-foot yes, home run did. the other day. Juan Soto was already swinging a hot bat. They added Grisham. They added Verdugo. Rodon is healthy. Are you feeling any differently about the Yankees? I'd say if you're a Bronx Bomber fan, enjoy this while you can. Soak all this up with a biscuit. Um, I, I just the, the more I think about the construction of that team, the more I think Aaron Jones is going to be in uh, Aaron Judge is yeah. going to be in center field way more than he should, and I think that's going to be a problem. And it's funny, everybody's getting caught up in like these tape measure home runs in the spring when you got a jet stream down there and. South Florida and the ball's blowing out. Did you did you see Judge talk about his toe? Where he thinks it's fairly debilitating and something he's gonna deal with the rest of his career and yes. manage the rest of his career. Yeah. And they're gonna have him in center field crashing into walls. And he's on the other side of thirty now, or he's getting there. Okay. And he's six seven. That's a big toe. Yeah, it's a very well, you would that's assume a big, big it's toe. a big guy, so assume big toe. Yeah. So I, I I'd say I'm a little I'm a little more focused on that. Um, some people were making a lot out of uh, Radon's velo being up the first couple batters he faced, then that quickly subsided. It's amazing how with with social media now how quickly things, you know, especially with the Yankees, the, yeah. the hype can get overblown. Um, I've read some stuff about some of the things he's trying to do with his pitch mix that some people in the analytics community feel like. Um, might actually serve to screw him up more than help him. Uh, But look, the Soto thing's going to be real. Like, maybe he gets in his own head. And I will say this. When he was dealt to the Padres, there was that first two, three weeks, he didn't light the world on fire. No. You know, they they got him at the deadline. It was supposed to be the thing to put him over the top. It didn't work out. No, he he was was better last year, his first full season there. But let's face it, where he's played, Washington, when they were on a magic carpet ride, and everything was coming together, right? And they finally win a playoff series and yes. go on. Win the World Series. And then he goes to San Diego where, like, there were expectations. Yes. But he wasn't there that long. No. And the, everybody in the Bronx know they've probably only got him for one year, right? Or all you can bank on is one well, year. All you can bank on is one year. So you've got to get three, four, five years worth of booze in. Every time he screws up, like think about it that way. Oh, like man. if you don't get out there very often, and tickets are crazy expensive. But what if he has a monster one year? Every game, yeah. every at bat. Yeah. Well, that's impossible because then he'd bet six hundred. There so, you go. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be a little shock to his system, and if he gets off to a wobbly start, and I will say this as well, he ain't played in a division like this before. No. So I don't know, man. Like he's a hell of a ball player. I wanted the Orioles to trade for him last year. Yeah. So I I get it. But I do think there's caveats everywhere. And and every time I hear somebody tell me that Stroman loves it in New York and he's made for this and, you know, I'm like, well, okay. This is is, a New York kid. I get it. I get it. 
but it's a little different with the Yankees. I it it just is. And I, why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't have a great feeling about them. I, I, I still don't. I, I know that, again, everybody right now is waving their flag. But this is the healthiest they're going to be. And I just felt the need to pump the brakes a little bit because there's there's a lot of Yankee hysteria out there. His his numbers when he pitched for the Mets were okay. The yeah. Mets and the Yankees. They were okay. It was the other side of town. Yeah. That's Queens. It wasn't the boogie down. No, it's not. And let, let somebody get hurt because they will, right? And Stroman now has to be like the two. I just don't. And then the first time he gets booed, and then the first time he fires back through the media, like that next start out better be good. You're not bullish on them at all. And I think Blake Snell there would be a disaster. No, it doesn't seem like there's any, they're flirting with him every day. It doesn't yeah. seem like there's any progress going on there. Yeah, I think that's a that they're 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 boning it is what they're doing. You mean like hey, like uh, our buddy over the here, the bone, where he says I'll buy you some dinner, but not really, or or just not finished. Sure, yeah, or, yeah. No, he won't get across the goal line. <laughs> get across the goal line. They I don't the, know if he gets in the red zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I just come on. They've been they've been pussyfooting around for a long time with this guy. Like I, if they were the team that was going to break the bank for him or give him close to what he wants. I think it would have already happened. Well, isn't it pretty clear that nobody's, like, maybe on a short-term deal, but nobody's breaking the bank for Blake Snell at this point? It would happen. I mean, not unless – I mean, like, at this point, is he waiting for somebody to get hurt? I, I mean, I guess it's 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 conceivable. I also think he really wanted to stay on the West Coast. I think he, he kind of enjoyed that aspect of it, but I, I don't know who's stepping up out there for him now. Like, the Dodgers, I mean, there's no room at the end there. I think the Giants have kind of made their bed. I mean, Arizona went and got a different lefty, right? They got Eduardo. Like, who's really that early. who's really competing out there, right? I'm sure he'd love to have a reunion in Seattle. All Seattle's done all offseason is dump salary. Like, that's where he's from, right? So I don't, I don't know, man. He's got, I, he's I don't think it's I don't think it's New York. It's crazy to me that, and I know this is not Yankee centric, but Blake Snell is a two time Cy Young Award winner, including the reigning Cy Young Award winner in the National League. He won the other one pitching in the AL East, and he doesn't have a job. But he doesn't really go deep in games. His own skipper in the biggest game in Rays history pulled him off the I, map. I like, hear you. I mean, hey, he walks a lot of guys. Walks too. a lot of guys. Not but, pitch efficient. Quirky personality. One two Cy Youngs. Oh, Cody Bellinger won uh, MVP. 
yeah. and was top 10 MVP last year. Yeah. And how'd that work out for him? I hear you, but this guy's the reigning Cy Young I know, Award winner. But I mean, Cody Bellinger's a couple years removed. A couple from, years removed. Like the but reigning. Cody Bellinger's last year was pretty good. It was damn good. Nobody wants to spend. That seems pretty clear. There's all this uncertainty. Well, I, with them. I don't think these guys are sure. Like I don't think anybody's looking at them as as surefire, as sure things, as locks. Yeah. There's some variance with all of them. Well, the Yankees, of course, uh, will be hyped all spring, and uh, we're about 30 days away from opening day, and that's when they'll Aaron be Jones is big toe. <laughs> Aaron Judge is big Judge, toe. Why do I keep saying it? Because Spencer Jones. Jones. Spencer Jones and then Aaron Jones, the running back, how, and Aaron Judge. Yeah, how far is Spencer? He's, like, is, he's is, not that. He better not be that far. They refuse to put him in every trade. Yeah. I saw him play quite a bit at high A. I mean, he 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 looks like Baby Judge. I yeah. mean, he's got just monstrous power. He's got more holes in his swing than Judge. Um, he's an interesting athlete. Uh, I, I would think he starts the year in AAA, and um, yeah, I, I think he if if they need him this year, I, I he'd be the next guy up. Coming up, and they're ne- going to need him because Judge is going to yeah. Get hurt. Coming up, and next. Stanton's going to get hurt. Not that he plays a lot yeah, of outfield, well, but you got to list him as basically well, GM an said he gets hurt. And, yeah. yeah, and he wasn't happy about that. Hey, Rita Hubbard, she joins us every Tuesday. That's next here on the Fan. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. Time to go to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Where for our weekly chat with our friend Rita Hubbard. She's part of the One Winning Drive podcast. She hosts a show with Glenn, Glenn and Rita, Rita and Glenn. You know the show. Anyway, Rita, thanks as always for joining us. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear anything from John or Eric that caught your ear today? I, you know, John didn't say that. John talks, and I, I just be like, oh, okay. But then the one thing that he said that I actually listened to was, you know, about Rashawn Bateman and about, you know, him uh-huh. wanting to get more uh, involved and, I guess, more targets, which obviously is, a, is an issue. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's safe to say that possibly Odell um, was taking some of his targets away when he was on the field, which I couldn't understand for the life of me, guys, because, you know, Odell was at the point of his career, like, I don't understand why you're not using him in the slot more, but that's not here nor there. If Odell doesn't come back, which I'd have to assume that's the case, then Bateman absolutely should get more targets. I mean, I, I don't think that that's something that he said that was shocking news. You know what I'm saying? Um, but ultimately, Harbs just was talking to, to talk. Now, DaCosta obviously had more to say because, you know, he's the GM. So the Matabike potentially um, tagging him situation, obviously, is something that you want to watch for because even though they, they got $30 million surplus for the cap, you still have to assume that there's going to be guys that are probably going to restructure so they can add some extra money. And then there's the situation with the running backs where, you know, he doesn't necessarily believe that there's a lot of deep draft for running backs. But then, you know, we know the free agents that's out there. Essentially, all the really good running backs are available. So you have your a plethora of choices that you can use. And I, I know we keep saying Derrick Henry mm-hmm. because Derrick Henry was the guy that the Ravens were targeting it for the trade last year. But I, I want y'all to I wanna I wanna break y'all free from them shackles. There's other guys out there, y'all. You don't have to go after Derrick Henry just because Derrick Henry is now available. There's other guys that we can have conversations about, and I want us to start doing that and not put all your eggs in the Derrick Henry basket. Yeah. I think it'd be one thing trying to get five or six 
you know, games out of Derrick Henry, who shot out of a cannon going from a loser team to one trying to win a Super Bowl. I think trying to get 17 regular season games plus playoffs out of him would be quite another. So let's talk about some other ones. What do you? I'm I'm on the Josh Jacobs yeah. kick here. You could talk, certainly yep. talk me into Zach Moss. You know, Saquon's always hurt. That one gives me pause. Eckler, I think, is kind of used up. What what what's your whistle? I'm on the Josh Jacobs train, and I, you know if you got if if you listen to the Glenn and Rita show, like Glenn has said on numerous occasions, that Josh Jacobs wants to be a Raven. Apparently, he's made that clear. So I want somebody who want me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how people say go with a love it. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I, you know, now I don't know how much he's going to cost in that regard, but to me personally, I think Josh Jacobs fits perfectly with what this offense. Um, is and wants to do. I, you know, I, I know we talk a lot about the Derrick Henry because after contact, he is uh, top five in terms of, you know, um, you know yards after contact. The yards before contact concerns me because of the uncertainty of the offensive line because as of right now, the only sure thing that I know is going to be uh, Tyler Lindemann. That's it. Everybody else, like, I can make a case for or, or, or say – this person's gone or say, I'm not sure, right? I'm not 100% about anybody left on the offensive line in terms of what I think the Ravens are going to do. So if you're incorporating new players and, and, and guys with different skill sets or, or younger guys that, you know, are going to need more reps, I don't know how that's going to work for a guy like Derrick Henry unless you change how you use Derrick Henry, right? So I love Zach Moss. I'm a big fan. To me, he probably is something that the Ravens will look into because of the value. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably not going to cost that much, but he's probably going to be a very effective player. But he said, Eric DaCosta, that they're looking for two running backs because you you got Justice Hill, but you got Keaton Mitchell, who is going to be coming back from ACL. You don't have Gus. So I'm curious to see what they do, even if they do get a running back in free agency, well, what's the third back? situation going to look like so it's all interesting to me we're talking to rita hubbard it's inside access here on the fan rita piece in the athletic this morning it it sounds like uh, the purchase of the orioles will become official it's by april it's possible there's a shot it could happen before opening day does that get you fired up absolutely i mean let's get this show on the road man like i i understand there's a process i do but i don't look if, if everything checks out which you should, right, because, you know, Rubenstein, you can obviously uh, look at his resume. Then what are we waiting on, man? I'm ready for a new era. I'm ready for some new uh, things. I'm ready to be excited about something. Or or I'm ready to fuss about something that he didn't do that that, that I don't like. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just ready for something different. And so I'm going to go with the April date because I – for some reason, I just don't think it's going to be done by opening day. But, but man, I would love that. How great would that be? Yeah. If it would be done by opening day and they can have them on the jumbo tron and everybody would be clapping and screaming because everybody's going to be out there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but if it's not done on opening day, be nice. I, I just want us. I, I want us to be nice because if Angelo shows up, be nice, guys. It doesn't hurt to be nice. Sometimes saying nothing is a good thing. Don't boo. Don't do all that other stuff. We got. Something new coming. Just look forward to that. But don't do nothing crazy and be nice for just 10 seconds. That's all I'm asking. Um, 
Well, we were just talking about this, the timing, right, and how serendipitous it may be. And usually when people take over these teams, they're beaten down and they've been bad and they still have to tear it down before they build it back up. And these transactions often happen at a league meeting in November or, you know, February, right before the season, like this one in, uh, that we just had in Orlando. And you're removed and disconnected and there's some other city and you've got to wait months, you know, before you take over. Like, if this gets formally announced in whatever, right before opening day or right after opening day, and they're in the middle of a homestand and these guys, are like to your point, are now in the owner's box and stuff, don't you think that might bring a little something-something else out in them? Like, hey, we can give these people something right now in real time that can make them feel better about this team, whether it's an extension, whether it's going getting a Jordan Montgomery if he's still out there. Like, to yeah. me, there's a human nature element of this that's like, how often do you get to take this thing over at a moment like that? Like, right in real right. time during a season when people are trying to build off 100 wins? I mean, am I crazy? Right. No, I mean, I, I'm with you on that, right? Like, and I, I, you know, I'm interested to see how they do this unfolding of it all because at some point you know that, like, he's going to be there or, you know, Cal is going to be there or, you know, uh, Kurt Schmoltz, the former mayor, right. is going to be there. And, and we're going to go into this frenzy, right, because everybody is excited for new beginnings. But it does feel like, like, for me, it just obviously feels like the best PR portion of it would be opening day it's just not probably going to be done by opening day but if it is listen i I just don't know what better way you can do something like that where it's thousands of people outside it's thousands you know everybody's at the game it's a sold out game and you know everybody's excited to be there everybody's excited not only for you know, the new ownership, but potentially a Jackson Holiday debut and, like, all this other stuff going on. It just feels like it should be part of all of the festivities that, that's going on. So I'm hoping that it's done by then so we can have, like, more things to be happy about. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let the, uh, the MLB gods handle that, I guess. Raider, you guys, uh, you and Glenn on tomorrow? Maryland no, basketball. Oh, Maryland no. basketball. Yeah, yes. that's right. He's yeah. got one foot it's out Maryland. the door, Rita. Yeah. He's the next one going on yeah. vacation. Don't I'll, pay him no yeah. money. He's, he's like, uh, no, sorry, friend. Maryland basketball is still going <laughs> yeah. on. Ken, I will say, Ken, I will say, because I don't know if you noticed, Jason, but Ken, myself, and Glenn, we said we was going to do a book club for documentaries, and I did finish the American uh, – Oh, I've seen uh, that one, and yeah. I don't see anything. But I watched it from midnight to 3 a.m. I got caught up. I, I put it on late and watched all three. Here. Yeah. Yeah, finished it, and I yeah. So uh, we'll have to talk about that uh, next time. But we we are we are definitely going to be having our little conversation. Yes, and and what's the one we all have to watch? What's a chid? Chow Chilla. Chow Chilla. Yeah, I got about it. The, the the kids that was kidnapped on the bus in the seventies. Yeah, oh. I, I might I might watch that on the plane tomorrow. That's fun fun viewing. Uh, Rita, where are you going? Where are you going? Can can I get in your suitcase? Uh, Key West. Yes, you can come. You you get Marge's okay. suitcase. <laughs> I don't think y'all can carry me, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Talk next week. Thank you. All right, guys. Bye. Hey, coming up next, John Harbaugh spoke at the Combine. We'll hear from him next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Inside Access here on a Tuesday. John Harbaugh at the Combine today. Let's hear from John. First and foremost, he talks about his brother Jim being back in the league. Buckle up. You know, <laughs> he's, he's going to do great. Uh, actually, we've been together the last couple of days, and 
and uh, he's fired up and enthusiastic and uh, talking to players. Knows a lot of these guys, I guess. So it's uh, it's been fun. He's 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 wired. Why he is wired? Yeah, yeah. He 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 makes John seem calm in comparison. Eventually got cajoled and prodded and poked into taking that job. I know it's a, that's a weird one. Yeah, but you, yeah, then the Washington Post what a couple months ago and it's happened. It's weird how that happened. I just somehow it got done. Yeah, nah, it's just it's somehow one, he got convinced to leave Ann Arbor. Yeah, so it's where he'd been of, trying to get out of for two years. It's been one of life's At great least. mysteries. Hey, more from John Harbaugh. He says he loves losing positional coaches because it shows we're doing things right. Um, you know, we had a lot of staff turnover. We had a we had, a, we had Mike go to be a head coach. We had Anthony and Denard move on to be coordinators. Uh, we had a lot of inquiries about other coaches, uh, head coaches, and otherwise coordinators. And uh, so we had a lot of positions to fill, and I think we filled them with guys that are going to be great fits for us, that are going to make us even better. That's what you try to do. You try to hire, acquire the best players you can, hire the best coaches you can, just build the best team that you can. And then, you know, if it goes well, guys get an opportunity to go somewhere else and kind of, you know, chase their career in advance, or players move on and sign for bigger contracts, or they get a new contract with you. That's all good stuff. It's not stuff that you sit back and you lament and you say, well, how are they going to replace this guy or that guy? I mean, I think 16 years we've had that same refrain after every single season. And to me, it's a positive thing. So the guys coming in are going to be amazing. John's fired up. He's wired. Yeah, he, he seems he seems real fired up. And everything I've heard. Hanging from, out with his brother will do that to yeah, you. Yeah, he, he lo- he's all for his guys, like. Oh, yeah. success. Well, first of all, what are you going to? I mean, the, nobody's hiring him hmm. because they're not good coaches and because you didn't win with them. So, yeah. first of all, it only happens because you're getting on people's radar for what you're doing conceptually and philosophically, schematically, and then, you know, individual player progress. So, it, it's a good problem to have. I, I would say this in a perfect world, it might be a little more staggered. Like mm. you might not have half your defensive staff all get yeah. you know all kind of leave at the same time. Like I think you know there's ways you'd maybe rather script it, but they've never been fearful about it. You can't be fearful about it, and especially on that side of the ball, there has generally been multiple next men up available. Yeah. Well, John, tell us a little bit about these new coaches. I mean, Dennis Johnson with the D line from Baylor. You're going to see his energy and his fire. Uh, he's attention to detail guy. Doug Mallory's one of the greatest secondary coaches in the world right now. I mean, he fits us because he's been in a similar system for the last number of years. So he understands the way our system operates. Uh, that that's going to be a huge plus for us. Uh, Mark DeLeon, a coach's kid, but when you start listening to him talk ball, you, he just he just blew me away with his knowledge and his and his relationships with players and his relationship with Roquan. Just those three guys on defense, um, offense. You know, we've done we've done a little bit there. Uh, with assistant offensive line with Travell Wharton coming in, former player. I just love the interview with him and his relationship with players and his background with John Matsko and then with Juan Castile uh, makes him uniquely qualified to be with us. So just a lot of great coaches. Yeah, you heard it. He he sounds genuinely enthusiastic. Yes, he does. I don't know that John's a – does he fake enthusiasm? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, so. I don't think a whole lot of that. Uh, one more from Hards before we step out. Uh, talks about Rashad Bateman, and he thinks he's going to take a huge step this year. 
I think Rashad Bateman is going to take a big step just off the top of my head. You know, I think Rashad's going to get opportunities this year. He ran routes really well. He worked super hard. He was healthy for the first time. Even as the year went on, he got healthier. And you could see it in his play. Uh, the ball got to him when he did. He made some great plays. The ball's going to get to him a lot more next year. He's going to be ready to go. Uh, we got Nelson back. Nelson is a big signing back. He played a big role last year. Of course, Zay, it speaks, he speaks for himself. Uh, we got Ty in there. Ty did, did a good job. Uh, then you never know with a guy like Odell. I know that's probably a question people are asking. I've got my fingers crossed. We'll see. That's kind of out there. Those are those things that kind of kind of answer themselves in time. I love our tight ends as receivers. So uh, all that is really part. For Shad, we did well. We've talked to Jonas Schaefer about this a number of times. He he does get open. Yeah, but it, it doesn't just doesn't get... impact the team in a positive way. Yeah. Um, it's interesting both the way he and DaCosta spoke about um, Odell just sort of reconfirmed our internal belief, which is they're yeah. going to go in a different direction. Um, the Rashad part is interesting. It, it's to me, one or two, one of two things. One, they're not spending on any other wide receivers. Um, and this is what it is. And they really need him to have a breakout year. And so everybody's going to talk him up and, and try to make him feel good or two. Um, they're not picking up his fifth year option. He's probably not going to like that very much. Um, and if you're going to trade a guy, Best thing you can do is talk him up and say how great he is. Yes, that, that that's a very good point. Yeah, I don't see them picking up that fifth year option, and I don't know that he's how well that's going to go over with him. Um, so that'll be interesting because I, as I was hearing that in real time, I sort of had two thoughts: like one, they've got to build this guy up because they need him, or two, yeah, let's try to let let's try to let's try to sell something other than what the numbers tell you. Inside access here on a Tuesday. It's a bone out day. He'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, he's uh, flying. A, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Godspeed, bone. Coming up next, though, the draft will be here before you know it. We're going to talk some draft with Pro Football Focus draft analyst Trevor Sikema, who joins us next here on the Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.